Welcome back to A Tale of the Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And this is our marvelous review of WandaVision. Thank you, because I had nothing. (laughs) Spoilers. I just finished watching the season one, or I guess the only season of WandaVision. Again, Doctor Strange is coming out, the Multiverse of Madness. And originally, this show was supposed to be the last of the MCU lineup leading up to Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. But due to COVID and lockdown protocols for all over the country, this show was filmed in a closed lot, pretty much. I think it was, I want to say Warner Brothers or... Universal. Can't exactly remember. I just know it's the same one, like the same steps that the old Batman and Robin show with Adam West and Burt Ward. They ran up the steps to see the commissioner. It's the same one. So it's pretty much in-house. They use it a lot for like Dukes of Hazard. Wonder Woman, the old one with Linda Carter was shot some scenes there as well as I believe Gilmore Girls. Anyway, that lot was available. And since they didn't have to travel all that much to for locations like Falcon and Winter Soldier and the other shows. Loki was also in house or in studio, where here it was just pretty much you know one spot. And Disney and Marvel had to get some kind of content out. WandaVision was the first of the Disney Plus MCU television series, unless you do count Agents of Shield. Um, that's argued. A lot of people said that was not officially canon. I personally do. I do too, unless you want to exclude the Inhuman Saga. Uh, that's also another uh, Let's not talk about that. Did you have a chance to catch like, it again? I've watched it several times before you asked me to rewatch it again. So I, then I rewatched like the first three episodes and I was like, I'm good. I remember everything. <laughs> There's nine episodes. Yeah. This takes place relatively after Wanda and pretty much everyone else that came from the blip. It happened five years after mm-hmm. the blip. This whole ordeal takes a uh, duration of around, or in a span of two weeks. It's a arguably really short time frame for everything to happen from the moment of the blip to this moment that we're watching. As the show progresses, it's moving at the pace of television time. For the characters, you know, you know time is relative in TV. For us, like watching mm-hmm. on the external, it, it moves so much faster. For them in the world of the TV, it's a lot slower, except for some well, moments. Well, let's just go real quick in that premise for those who have not seen it or needs a refresher. Wanda has taken control of a town called Westview. And through that, she creates a life. And everyone's affected in that town that she has controlled. She has brought back Vision, is able to have two kids, and they live through her, and it says not the kids and Vision, but also the town. They feel what she's feeling, as mentioned in the last episode, is like when they sleep or when she allows them to sleep, they have her nightmares. Mm -hmm. So they're all connected. Through her deal, I guess you could say she's dealing with depression. She's dealing with... uh, PTSD, that she's kind of reliving her childhood or her past. When she was growing up in Sokovia during the war times to escape from that and hardship, they watch television shows, which her father was selling, trying to make a buck. But we just go in the start of black and white. In each episode that we see, well, not 
each episode, but I will say the seven episodes, definitely six, we see where each episode is influenced by. It's like a generational gap for each theme of the episode. Uh, and you could definitely tell like, oh, this is based off of this time and era of television or this right. style of television. As you were describing it, my mind went to, this is like the MC, um, MCU version of Cable Guy. Not just Cable Guy, but also the Truman Show. Yeah, you can combine those two, add a little bit of Wanda Flair. Good point is what you have, be it unintentional. In episode one, it's influenced by the Dick Van Dyke show, uh, I Love Lucy. Episode two, and episode one is called Filmed by a Live Studio Audience, which I'll get back to that because it made no sense. Episode two was Don't Touch That Dial. Influence was Bewitched, predominantly. And you can say I Love Lucy, too, in the mixture because it kind of blended in. Yeah. Then you have episode three, which was now in color. That's influenced by the Partridge family and the Brady Bunch. And you can say the monkeys as well. Episode four was we interrupt this program. And that was influenced by nothing because that was more of a selling of background on Monica Rambeau. Correct. And also other people who are catching up. Like Agent Wu makes his return from Ant-Man. You have Darcy. That's from Thor, the Thor, Thor Dark World. She's in it. So it helps us, the viewers, catch up to really what's happening here, what we're seeing or what we saw in the first two episodes, except uh, first three episodes, excuse me. Correct. On episode five, a very special episode that's influenced by family ties, different strokes, facts of life. You can probably even say uh, Full House. And that goes with a sense of death. Because of the dog, Sparky. But back then, it was pretty popular. You have one episode that is very serious, especially on a sitcom. Yes. Then you have episode six, all new Halloween spooktacular. Again, very popular with a lot of shows have focus on the holiday. And it's yep. very popular. And especially that was like Malcolm, right. Malcolm in the Middle, Freaks and Geeks, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, and you can Save by the Bell. Maybe, again, a blend of Full House. I'd pretty much data because they're more like talking to the camera that which started into episode seven with breaking the fourth wall, which was heavily influenced by modern family and the office. And then you have episode eight previously on, which is pretty much a recap, but it's more of a backstory of Wanda, how she came to be. Mm -hmm. And also Agatha, letting us know that she's a witch, she has powers, she's just not a role, a role player. Well, like she had a role, but like it was not, to mislead you. At right. Stage. And then you have episode nine, the series finale, where everything comes to an end. Mm -hmm. Seeing this, it was very painful for me, especially the first three episodes. It felt like a drag. Now, granted, each episode, it varied from 31 minutes, and then it, it got a little bit longer per episode. Yeah, But what killed me a lot, and you can agree, watching the first time, I was like, oh, wow, they have 45 minutes. Great. It ends with about 10 minutes of credits. True. And we're like, what the hell? That's a credit for a movie. Yeah, that's a pretty, it's a very long runtime for set credits. But airtime of actual story building and character development and, or moving the story along, what we saw was just a glimpse. They could have done this whole series like they've done with the others around six episodes condensed the first three episodes into one and it would made a better story i mean i like they really could have condensed everything down 
and it would have been more fluid. The, the biggest thing that I would say, and you can agree or disagree on this, of all the Marvel MCU shows that we've seen, this had the least amount of action and it was the slowest build because everything literally, like you'll have, oh, something's going to pop off. Okay, cool. This is like a, a tense moment. And then mm-hmm. it goes right back to where it left. Granted, I understand she was dealing with trauma and like she, she's like, I'm going to resolve this situation, go back to my safe spot. But we're mm-hmm. still going through that. So right. it makes everything slow down so much. True. Now, after seeing the, the series already and watching it again, I did notice some things in episode one. A lot of stuff happened in episode one that was like telling us what's about to happen or what's really going on yes. without telling us what's going on. You have the heart on the calendar. You have her background, you know, um, her outfit, uh, Sokovian, the boss and his wife actually breaking character while being in character. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. the boss got mad. And he's like, why are we here? And and he hit the table and starts choking, which probably Wanda instigated accidentally yeah yes then you have the wife who's repeating stop it stop it where she's actually telling wanda to stop it yeah like please stop it but she can't say please she's just saying stop it at first i didn't get it but again after seeing the whole series before now i'm seeing it moments like that i got intrigued when there were not doing a show or remaking a show that something happens like serious like where you see on the dinner table when the, the boss and wife are freaking out or having that their glitch. Yeah. Wanda and Vision can't think of their history. That was interesting to me. I was like, okay, ooh, okay, got it. You got my attention. And then they lost it again. The acting was horrendous in a sense of they're overacting. I understand they're trying to reenact how it was, but back then it wasn't overacting. They were just acting, they were just saying their lines. And the funny came out of that, talking about Dick Van Dyke and, well, I Love Lucy was a little more, they were going for the laughs, but it wasn't like overacting, trying to force it down your throat. Here, it felt like it was forcing their throat. Now, the first episode filmed by a live studio audience, which I find hysterical in its own right, because if you're filming from a live studio audience, there should be no laugh track. And there was laugh tracks galore. Yeah, You're laughing for no reason. I was like, you don't force it. I've watched shows where I know there's a studio audience, Three's Company, Friends, Cheers, things like that. The laughs are genuine. Then you have other shows where they're outside. They're not in, in, in a closed no. setting, but you hear laughter almost everything especially when it's not funny but they want you to laugh i was getting annoyed with that and then don't touch your dial again was that little bit over the top people are you have the the audience laughing while they're outside you have vision who has chewed gum and somehow him chewing gum the gum getting into his gears made him drunk the one thing about this show that i'll give is that it gives a great sense of like got a lot of easter eggs for discussion for discussion piece the show's good in that sense and when you're looking at it like let's analyze the psyche of wanda and like we're saying subconsciously she doesn't know how vision works and like and if you're looking at her trying to piece together her mind like this right now we're arguing is fractured because she's making up her mm-hmm. own reality that's the easiest thing for her to imagine like these little cogs and wheels that are just going through and something as simple as gum get him disoriented that illustration of his internals well his intestines what have you well she knows what he's made of because remember in the flashback 
she goes to see him on the table all dissected. True, but I'm I'm talking about like in your mind, your mind is going to simplify things. And if unless you're like a scientist that can I, I can analyze this yeah, out. but no, I, I'm sorry. She made two kids. That's not, it's not, she simple. doesn't know how she made those two kids, but she made them. That's not simple. They had their own consciousness. They had their own ability to shape, uh, shape shift. But that's also the same argument. Uh, like, and that's why I'm saying this is her mind just puts things together. She doesn't know how she did it. She's not a carpenter yet. She built a house in a town. Well, she didn't really build the town. She just rewired it. It's true. That, t- that everything made was buildings was redone from the 40s on up to the 2000s. Right. Well, that's her imagination from what she remembers. And then, yes, and translated to that time period. True. But she has spent time with Vision a lot. And remember, there's a lot of stuff that we haven't seen. And we don't know what they discussed and how he was made. He probably showed her in one way or another. So she probably has that. But there are some loopholes there overall as well, not just in, in that. But still, like, how would he get drunk? Or why would he get drunk off a of gum? I just thought that his acting choice on that, it, it just didn't make sense. I mean, why would you be intoxicated? I understand something's in your system that you're not used to, but I just think it would have been a different... Now, uh, this may have been me like trying to rationalize it, but I thought it was like an influence because of Agnes. Because Agnes was influencing the neighbors who also uh, one of the neighbors that gave him gum was the uh, was the one that she was influencing. That was during the Brady Bunch episode that he was she was influencing uh, the black gentleman. Yeah, well, um, no, she had already established that she talked to him. You just didn't see the two of them together. But like, yeah, she she had been in the town since episode one, and mm-hmm. and, and but she admitted like by the ninth episode that she infiltrated the town. When everything right. popped off. It was before the boner joke. I think seven where, let me see, check real. Because it was like, it was Agatha all along. Yeah, episode seven, Agatha all along. Did in a style of the Munsters, yeah. like the font. Yeah, we see her in episode one where she just comes in. She says, hi. You know, she just introduces herself as the Mr. Furley or the uh, the co-star. Oh, Dottie in episode two. Dottie cuts her hand because she's having a moment where she knows that she's being controlled. The glass breaks and then they're at the talent show. Her hand's not wrapped. Her hand is all clean and better. So there's no injury there. Yeah. So, so the continuity was maybe it was on purpose. Probably, you know, they don't think of that back then. So they didn't think of that, you know, why let's just do it like they did back then. But episode three for me got better around 21 minutes and 36 seconds. I timed it. Well, was it the argument? Is when Wanda faces Monica, when they confront each other. That was three or four? That was three. Oh, yeah, because the, the four was the, the color. Yeah. That's okay. what, she, she had the babies. Yeah, yeah. And then she gets kicked out and we see her get kicked out. That's when it got good for me again, because everything else, the Partridge family, Brady Bunch influence, I was just board i mean the, the overacting it was just painful on the old shows not the not not the wandavision the old shows because if it's filmed by a live studio audience when a, when the audience cheers or claps and stuff like that the actors they pause before they say their next line let the the applause die down and then they go into their lines granted here with technology they probably had a laugh track or they probably had some people audience they they said they did kind of hard to believe but they said they did i'm sorry it, it that just really irked the crap out of me and it just like you said 
there are moments that are great and then it pulls you back from that greatness. So like when you mentioned the Monica Rambo introduction, like you find out to who she is and she gets booted out from the show mm-hmm. and, and then comes back. And then like Wanda steps out from the town, turns the soldiers on the other soldier uh, on the leader. That was a really cool scene. That was a good exchange. Yeah, it was, was a, a strong moment. moment. So the show has good moments to it. Like when and before they introduce Quicksilver, she gets into a fight with Vision. And like he like puffs mm-hmm. up and floats and she's like floating too. And they're like getting ready to go down. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. the doorbell rings. And then we get introduced to Quicksilver, which was the biggest cock tease ever. <laughs> Hence boner. Because well, that, I mean, that's what it turned into. It was a big boner right. joke. Boner is also because of growing pains. Also another show that was influenced. It doesn't mean that it won't happen because it still can happen. True. If it ha- you know, through the multiverse. But we thought it was because of the multiverse. <laughs> right. But it, but it can still can happen. But since he was the original, not well, yeah, he was the original Quicksilver in the X-Men franchise. And then he used him again here. Yeah, it was a great tease. It was a great pie in the face. But I still loved it, especially in the episode six was my favorite episode. Was the Halloween? Yes. Yeah, the Halloween yes. was a fun episode. Absolutely. Action-wise, for a Marvel production, action was... All the action was, was essentially last the, episode? The last episode. Yeah, there was a moment in episode six where Rambo and Wu take down some guards, and that was like nine seconds. In episode nine, that's pretty much all the action, and that was eight minutes. And it wasn't really like hard action. Like the, the Most of the action was when... Vision was fighting, or fake Vision was fighting White Vision, and yeah. everything else was Agatha and Wanda casting magical spells. Like even the kids weren't doing anything except for like one moment, and the kids right. have powers, which is cool because again we get introduced. There, this is the show where we get introduced to the first two members of Young Avengers. Yes, and that's the kids. Then later on in Falcon with the Soldier. We get Bradley, the, gr- yeah. the grandson. I think Loki, we get we so get Kang. He travels in time, and he's a, he's a young Avenger. Well, the young version of him is. Well, there, yeah. There, there's a young variant of Kang who becomes a young Avenger. Correct. And then you have- um, Sylvie. And also. Hawkeye. Sylvie's a young Avenger? I think so. I think there's a- Because Sylvie technically is not the is not Loki in the MCU, and, and the Marvel comics. Sylvie is her own character. Who was given mm-hmm. powers by Loki? Okay, so they just merged the two, but yeah, she's too old to be young now. Uh, <laughs> then you have you have Kate Bishop from Hawkeye. She is a young Avenger for sure. So that's like setting up. So we see that almost like is a transitioning of the guard, which makes sense if they're playing the long yeah. game. And, I, and again, this being the first MCU series to come out on Disney Plus, it's laying down the foundation, just like when we did the review on Doctor Strange, they laid down the foundation of what we're about to experience now True, with Multiverse of Madness or what Loki also brought back up. And then now we have the Multiverse of Madness. Well, actually it was Far from home first, then Loki. There's some things not answered. Maybe we'll find out in the new um, Captain Marvel movie or Miss Marvel. Who was Monica Rambeau talking about in the sense that she knows our aerospace engineer? Is that Reed Richards? Maybe because we never met that engineer. We never heard of the engineer, nor his, his or her name. Some people thought it was Adam Bashir. Who's that? The Blue Marvel. 
the blue Marvel. Oh, I'm thinking about the Blue Devil. Sorry, that's that's DC. Yeah. Um, blue Marvel's like the Black Superman of Marvel. His power came from uh, antimatter. Oh, okay. I'm I'm thinking of again Icon, that, but that's also DC. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, my favorite episode was all new Halloween spectacular, and the reason why I was that because they went all out with the costumes. Oh, they. And they were honestly, they were cheesy, but they were great cheesy. They were cheesy, but they were like comic book accurate. The kids had the most accurate ones. True, but Quicksilver too, pretty much. I mean, granted, it's not a one piece, but you had the lightning bolt, you had mm-hmm. the hair, you had Vision with his old green and red and yellow Scarlet Witch or Wanda at the moment, just how it was: red with a cape. And a crown. It was awesome. Again, at the end of episode three, that's when the story really moved along. One, two, and a big portion of three was not really moving the story. There was question marks. There were some clues. Also, episode six, uh, just to piggyback on what you're saying, it was also one of the biggest hints of what was going on, too. Because of the, that was when Vision decided to start investigating the town. And he Correct. actually tries to leave the town. And mm-hmm. that's when we were like... Wanda really is the bad guy here, and that's that's what brings into question. Uh, and uh, when they were talking about, can can you just ask her so I can see my daughter? I remember mm-hmm. that moment uh, where she's like, he's like, what? She's like, my daughter's in her room because like she doesn't believe that you know a, a other kids should be around. So can you, I just want to see my daughter just once. And like you see a moment like that, I'm like, that's was that. During the Halloween, because the kids were out then. Because the Halloween yeah, because, episode, because he kept walking. No, no, it was, it was before that. That was bef- that was episode five because Vision did say to her, "I don't see any kids." There's, I go to work, I pass a playground, and there's no kids at the playground. Mm-hmm. Where are the kids? How come we only have kids here? Him saying that in the next episode, there's a whole bunch of kids. So yeah. I think that was said earlier in another episode because that brought to his attention about the kids. It, it was Agatha it, that night, though. Right. And Agatha was playing along as well from there, it, which kind of doesn't make sense. And this, why would she do all that and play the victim while she's pulling strings all along? I mean, you have two people who want two people. You have Agatha that's going after Wanda. Well, didn't she say, it, like, uh, when she was explaining herself to Scarlet, she's like, I, like, I thought she hunts down other witches of a, a negative nature. And she was just playing the part and uh, because she thought this was all intentional. And then she realized no. it wasn't. No, I know that. But the thing is, like, she goes to, she's found by the by Vision at the end of the track or border, if you will, where yeah. the, that she's acting like she's controlled. Like, but why do that with Vision? Why not do that with Wanda? That kind of didn't make sense to me. I feel like it's maybe like a, to test, like, is Vision on... Uh, independent of wanda or not Should i mean i'm thinking i could be thinking over it but like because mm-hmm. really obviously the townspeople have no control right mm-hmm. unless mm-hmm. Well, Ag- agatha does anything wanda's the source of the issue but she's like fractured in her mind but vision is the only fictional character that's there that was made believe so i for me i feel like that's a test for me though my interpretation of this vision was more of her subconscious. It was definitely in her subconscious. A hundred percent. Yeah. Cause he was like, wait a minute, what's going on where she is just like went full blown and made this world or worlds 
because it changed every day. He was seeing things like, this is not right because Wanda is not a bad person, but she has done a very bad thing. Well, she's done a very bad thing here. Even though Monica Rambeau doesn't think so, but she is the villain. Which also begs the question, the guy that they try to paint as the villain, uh, the chief of Shore, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's a dick, 100%. But I'm like, is he really a bad guy? Like he, They're like, oh, he shot kids. I'm like, those were, first of all, fake kids. They weren't real. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They were made up from power and energy. Secondly, there is literally an entire town that's being enslaved by a woman who lost her mind. Right. Granted, through uh, um, you know traumatic means. She literally mm-hmm. saw her loved one in pieces being operated on for mm-hmm. experiments. So yeah, he's a dick, but I don't see him as a bad guy. And everybody's like, no, he was the bad guy. I'm like, no, no Wanda, no, Wanda he, was the bad guy. No, he's not the bad guy. He does come off, again, through the series. We don't know exactly what's going on. We're learning as the episodes go on, but he's doing the proper thing. Now, maybe did he go overboard? Did he go to the extreme, like loading up that drone with a missile? Maybe. Yes. Because he could have put other people, he could have put the civilians in harm's way mm-hmm. by doing that. And you could tell there was some prejudice he had. He's like, she's a power or it's like she has superpowers right. and stuff like that. Did they use the the word mutant in this one? No, not yet, right? No, they didn't. No, they didn't use mutant. They, they had another term. I forget what it was. Like I was saying before, like Agatha is going after Wanda. You have that. And then you have the chief going after Vision because his thing, he wants to weaponize Vision. Yeah. And he does so with white vision. He's like the Thunderbolt Ross of one of the visions. You have that going on too. So there's multiple stories going on. And then you're having Wu and, well, Wu is more trying to under, get an understanding of everything. But Monica, unfortunately, she's helping the bad guy go back to Star Wars. She's like, I feel the good in you. So Wanda's Vader and Monica is the- They'll is never a, understand the sacrifice you've made here. And da, 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 da. And I think they understand better than anybody. They literally had her mind in their minds all that mm-hmm. time. I have to say though, they made a great explanation of returning from the blip. Yes. They did a good job there. Prior to that, for what we saw people coming back from the blip was in- Black Widow. Uh, no. Spider-Man. Also, but Black Widow also had that one moment with- uh... Right. Yeah, but it wasn't as good as here. What I'm talking about, before Black Widow, we had WandaVision. They saw the body come back together. You saw the molecules connect or reconnect. First, we saw with Monica. And this again, this is from episode four. Yes, episode four. In Spider-Man Far From Home- it was after. They didn't show people coming back. It was like the repercussions they, of afterwards. No, they did show people. There was like a snap. It came back like quick. They just they just blipped back. They oh, blipped yeah, away. Right. So I liked how they did that. And then you saw in the hospital where everyone's freaking out because they don't know what's going on. They're just there. And for her, she's she felt like she took a nap accidentally. Whereas her mom comes to find out she two years ago, her mom passed away while she was blipped. But I didn't. I, at the whole that whole scene, which is the beginning of that episode. Was pretty intense, pretty crazy, but nicely done. It gave a nice explanation on that. Do you have a favorite episode? I would say the Halloween episode, but because of the fact that I was a big fan of Loki, and I love the whether it was intentional or not. That last part where they sync up, I'm gonna go with the final episode. 
Oh, oh, because oh, you're going for that that conspiracy theory? I uh, conspiracy all the way, my brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I did like it. I, I just, I, because you can play the two episodes at the same time. And mm-hmm. right at that same moment, both moments happen at the same sequential time. And I'm like, Oh <laughs> yeah. But that, uh, but that could be said about other episodes or movies too, that caused it. This is true. But did it time perfectly? No, this one did. Uh, a lot they uh, gone on record and said it's not intentional, but the 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 fact that it would just happen to be that way was kind of cool. Setting that aside, though, the Halloween episode is the better episode. Gives a lot of information uh, without giving a lot of information. You know, we see that fake Quicksilver or fake Pietro. He's trying to figure out Wanda. He's asking all these questions. Mm-hmm. You know, later on we find out that all he is is a messenger to Agatha to get more information that he's like an actor, struggling actor. Right. But that's on the last episode, but I'm talking about in the Halloween one, he's asking questions. They have a sit down him and Wanda and he's just saying, how do you do it? What's going on? Like, like, how's it possible? He's asking questions that would not set up red flags as if Agatha was asking those questions until Agatha then did. He kidnaps, she kidnaps the kids. And her were doing an uh, interrogation on episode eight. Until then, Wanda was called Wanda. She had no code name. She had no alias. And at the end of episode eight, Agatha calls her the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And that was a great, that was a great cliffhanger. I'll give it that. Even though I think this show overall it had some really good moments. And to do that and to finally put a stamp on her with that name was great. Oh, yeah. I do have a problem with her parents because for those who don't know, Magneto is her father. Oh, I should let you know they revised that in the comments period. Uh, so he's not here, here by a lot. Whatever. What about okay? So, but so <laughs> yeah. So, so they made it official that Polaris was his biological daughter, and that uh, they're the two of them are like his adoptive kids. Uh, so he still raised them because why? Because Polaris has magnetic abilities. That's why it's officially his daughter. No, like there was a genetic thing that they did. They kept a lot of the same origins. It's just that she was more. Mm. She, her and uh, Pietro were more adopted. I think they changed it because they felt like they needed to make that like an MCU. You know how like MCU will do something and the comics will make that change mm-hmm. to adapt it? Mm-hmm. I honestly mm-hmm. feel like that's why they did that. It sucks because you and I grew yeah. up with her like being, that's my daddy. Uh, it was a great story because they fought so hard to not be like him. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that's how it is now. Great. Granted, it's better than the ultimate line version. The ultimate version went pretty bad. They went all ancestral yes. with them. Yeah, separate. Yeah. No, not him. Not not Magneto. Just no, no. I'm talking about the twins. Quick, the twins. Yes, the twins. And then through somehow she got attracted to Vision, and then then that story went back to how it was. But yeah, those two were. Oh, but then getting, the, and then she getting died. it on, getting it on, getting it on. I was like, oh. I mean, it did lead into like a really cool moment in the Ultimates that was like really crazy. That like the, the twins get killed and he goes crazy and then like he tries to destroy the world for mutants. It was like a really crazy thing. Who did Magneto or Vision? Magneto. It was called okay. the Ultimatum. He basically oh, turned the world okay. on its axis and made it like uh, the day after next kind of situation. And then everybody was killing everybody. It was crazy. But 
Uh, Ultimates is a whole beast in itself. Yes. I mean, that's where they got Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. That's where they got Miles Morales. Exactly right. And it has inspired a lot of the MCU movies and characters like Captain America, Mm -hmm. Thor, Iron Man. They're all really influenced by Ultimates, in all honesty. Oh, yeah. Oh, they got Captain America's costume in the World War II. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so we both like the Halloween episodes. I think we already discussed what we didn't like, and that was episode one, two, and three. These episodes could have been... Condensed. They could have been more honest with the runtime. Or add that skip function. They have that now. What do you mean? Like I was watching Doctor Strange, and and the credits came in, and he goes, skip the credits. No, no, I know go, that. And go right to the uh, the uh, the end credits uh, post scene. Not about that. But the thing is, when you set up the episode and say you want to read the episode and say, what's it about? And there's a timestamp on it or a, a runtime and it says 34 minutes. Oh, good. So I'm looking about 32, 31 minutes of show. Then I come to find out it's only 24 minutes of show instead of 31, like I thought. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I gave yeah. so much of the credits there that I just kept getting mad. Especially when I saw like a, a 55 minute episode, I was like, oh, okay, good. They're really gonna. And then, no, it's like, what? It like, and I'm mean, like, three episodes had end credits, right? No, the last episode had two end credits. Then you have the one end credit where Monica Rambeau is snooping around and she gets caught by That's episode fake, eight. fake Pietro. And then you also have the chief bring in White Vision. And then on episode nine, there's two where we see Wanda out in the woods where she has the ability, unlike Doctor Strange, she has the ability to be in an astral plane as well being alive active. Or, yeah. or active. Monica Rambeau is being, for us, it could be a hint to the scroll evasion coming up, or it could be a series, Ms. Marvel or the Marvels coming up, because we all know that Monica Rambeau becomes Photon, who originally in the comic books was Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. That always, she was. that always bothered me. Why? Well, no, it didn't bother me that she was Captain Marvel. It bothered me that she wasn't Captain Marvel. She, and like, to me, that when I grew up reading the comics, she was yes, the first Captain Marvel I read about. And then I found out right. there was a guy, Captain Marvel. And, a and girl, then, Captain Marvel. And then her. Well, then there was Ms. Marvel after her. her but then that, even before right. that, there was another Marvel before even that. Uh, so oh. Carol Danvers, Carol Danvers is like the last Captain Marvel. In all honesty, yeah, actually, there no, was she's like first. She's actually before Monica. No, she was Ms. Marvel. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yes, you're right. And then Monica yes, became yes. Captain. And then even before uh, Carol became Captain as well, there was also Genusvel, the son of Captain Marvel. And even Genusvel had a sister who became Captain Marvel as well. You know, I got confused a lot with was Quasar. Yeah, because he, had he, the looked same, like, he looked the same. Well, he had the same bands. He had the Nega bands, right? I just can't remember right now. But there, there's yeah, the Quantum bands and the Nega bands. And I think Captain Marvel had the Quantum bands. Okay. But they looked the same. They, they were essentially the same. But they, one just channeled energy from the Quantum verse and then the other energy from the Nega verse. Uh, the negative zone. They basically do the same things. Now, here's one thing. Monica goes back in. Her vehicle that she got made starts to get rewritten. And we see it gets pushed out. So it's half of a pickup truck and half of the original vehicle. Yeah. Right? How come she was not rewritten, meaning her clothes? I have no idea. Her astronaut or NASA suit would have been rewritten. Her undergarments, the the color scheme that of photon that would have been rewritten as well but it didn't and i'm like hello people let's be consistent here and we come to find out why that heart is there how come they're gonna buy a house 
They found land, obviously, because she drove to where they were going to get a home. But prior to the blip, they were on. They were hiding. They were running from the law. Mm-hmm. We see that they're overseas when they get attacked in Infinity War. True. So they're hiding, and she's gotten blipped too. Yeah. So when do they buy that land? I thought it was before they went. And- right, but it would have been over five years. Yeah. Nothing got built over five years, that same property. If they didn't contract someone to build into that uh, to that area, yeah. Yeah, no, there's how there's but the, area, but the, there's areas but the surrounding that, area. Come on, six years and oh the surrounding area? That I can't answer that. That that got developed. But I'm saying this that house and when they were hiding, we know that five years passed on the blip. Yeah. How long were they hiding? That could be another year to two years. Yeah. Depending on how you, the time frame, I don't know exactly, but I'm, I'll say two years they're on the they're on the run. But the house, is, the land is still there. I mean, not even built; just partial. The foundation is built, and it stays there. I was like, I don't know. She opens the paper, and there's a heart for you know where we can grow old together. Yeah, maybe Vision originally wanted to build it himself, like like a true man out of his two iron hands. Maybe. I mean, technically, he could have. You know, he was right, super strong. It, yeah, I know that. And you know, he's a he's a computer, so he could he'll know how to do it. <laughs> Again, uh, that's that's really into a lot yeah. overall. Because we could probably end up still talking about this for another hour. This show, let's give it a rate. Uh, just because it is connected to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, it's worth watching. It is a hell of a no of worth buying there granted i don't know if they're going to reference the town in multiverse of madness supposedly they're not supposed to if they're not going to re- um reference the town it's not important you can skip it that's not about the town it's about her becoming the scarlet witch Fair. it's about her finding out who she really is again in the previous episodes where where agatha is forcing her to relive her past her memories she has the power she doesn't know how she has it and it's called chaotic magic or chaos magic and, magic. and the stone intensified it. On that note, then, I would say if you're going to watch Multiverse of Madness, then yes, it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch, especially if you've never seen it before and you like to get Easter eggs and discuss. Can you skip the first three episodes? Yes. You can start from episode four and be just fine. I will make that argument. Personally, I would say start with episode three. You can shave off a, uh, two to three episodes. From the beginning. Definitely. I mean, if you don't really care about her kids or how they came to be, I mean, fine. you can even show episode, more at by that point. Well, episode three is when, well, at the end of episode two, we see that she's pregnant. That's true. And then at episode three, she's pregnant and it just advances. Right. Yeah, it gives, it, within, within a day. Yeah. Or two days. Now, is it worth a buy? Obviously, if you got Disney Plus, it's not really an argument. But if they came out with it on Blu-ray or DVD, I wouldn't. Well, and they did. They did put it on DVD. Remember, not everyone has Disney Plus. Oh yeah, that's true. We have, the Plus be- <laughs> we have Disney Plus because we're we're geeks like that. Mm-hmm. We have but no people, kids. We're just watching it ourselves. Right. And they put in there with the stuff I like, the behind the scenes stuff, and I saw the behind the scenes stuff, and it made me angry. To get you every time Some more so due to the listing lineup remember this the wandavision wasn't supposed to be first in line for the mcu right. shows do you think it would have helped if it was like the first time watching right before multiverse of madness for the experience of the show after everything yes. else that we've seen it would have been a better experience watching it that way i believe so 
especially say like they're doing now with Moon Knight and uh, and they've done with other series since Loki. Actually, mm-hmm. they've been premiering on Wednesday and having every episode, new episode on a Wednesday and say it's the order switched and one division was now and they ended the finale on that Wednesday. And then the multiverse of madness is you can see it Thursday or Friday. That'll be ideal. Remember, she's a villain. She ends as a villain. Whether or not she, she stays as a villain or carries over as a hero, that right. that's le- uh, left to be seen. She started as a villain, really, in the in the series. Yeah, Age of Ultron. I'm talking about here, the this series. She was a villain. Yeah, no, but she from the, the get go. Age of Ultron. From she the, was a villain, became a hero, and then here back, back to a villain. Right, but it would have made more sense. Granted, I'll probably still be angry with the first three episodes and the boner. <laughs> and the boner. Say they came out Falcon and Winter Soldier first, right? They just boom, boom. They just get us reacquainted with the characters or remind us of what happened. Then you have Hawkeye as well. Mm-hmm. We see what happens there. And we get excited because we Kingpin is in that. Then we see Loki that's talking about multiverse and break the chains and the time loops and all that stuff. Then we see Spider-Man, No Way Home. Remember, all the stuff got readjusted. Yeah, it all got reshaped because of COVID. As for ranking, as of now, Loki is top. Hawkeye, Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision. Actually, it surprised me because if I remember correctly, I thought you had Hawkeye lower on the bar. Hawkeye is underneath Loki. Loki is amazing. Yeah. So for me, uh, Loki is my number one. I do love me some Loki. For me, my pecking order is like rewatchability. What can I watch over and over again and still be entertained? WandaVision is fun, but she is at the bottom of my list as far as rewatchability. Once you get through mm-hmm. the spoilers and you know what's going to happen and whatnot, the impact mm-hmm. and the feel of the show just doesn't hit the same. It feels like it drags. Yeah, and like I could literally skip some parts. For me, I do in, I did find more enjoyment out of Hawkeye than I did for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Nothing wrong against that. That was an excellent show. It's mm-hmm. just that I like a little bit more humor. Hawkeye had a little bit more humor. I got some Easter eggs. Talking Witcher Soldier has some good, good mm-hmm. talking points. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. like when they were talking about red, white, and black storyline, I was mm-hmm. like blown away that they even brought that up. Mm-hmm. So when we say this pecking order, it's not because we're like, this is actual dog garbage. No, we're just saying like, of what, what we live like. in is what we like. There's been really good moments in all these shows, mm-hmm. in all honesty. On that note, have you said it yet? Because you, you you gave the high, you gave the low, but where's Hawkeye and Falcon with the oh, soldier? I, 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 I said it's the same as yours. So, oh. yeah, Hawkeye's above Falcon with the soldier. But all, all in all, guys, Multiverse of Madness is around the corner. If you haven't watched on WandaVision yet, yeah, go ahead and watch it. You may want to skip an episode or two, but check it out. Get the better idea of the, what's going on. It'll probably mm-hmm. sit better with you now if you haven't watched it, Going right into it, into uh, uh, Doctor Strange. So mm-hmm. check it out. I mean, if you already saw it, episode one does have a lot of information. It's foretelling. It's like the foreshadowing of what's going to come or you're going to see it down the line. But it's just so draining and so slow. It's just. Well, like uh, we said, like in comparison of all the MCU shows, this has the least action. Right. Oh, we still don't know who. Agent Wu was looking for? No, that was Boner. That was the missing person? 
I thought I was. I thought it wasn't clear. I yeah, thought it I thought clear. he was on uh, his protection or something like that. But anyway, guys, thank you for joining us for another marvelous review. That was WandaVision. If you have a favorite moment, favorite episode, or a moment you disliked, please let us know on the comments below. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. Well done. Love you, bro. Love you too.